This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. about to listen to the Dr. Dahlia Show. Sassy, stimulating medical talk radio. Any medical advice Dr. Dahlia Wax gives on her show should not be substituted for an actual visit to your medical provider. And now, here's Dr. Dahlia. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case loving you. All right, we are back on the Dr. Dahlia Show. Thank you all for tuning in. one 877 doc Dolly one 877 So I'm not a big mouthwash person. I know some of you have asked me to be. But I brush my teeth. I floss. I sometimes water pick. And if I really want my breath fresh, I might chew some gum. I'm not saying that's the healthiest thing to do. But I'm not a big mouthwash person. And I think the reason why is mouthwash used to have alcohol. And when I was a medical student, I was bothered by the fact that we were messing with nature. Now, you have oral bacteria for a reason. One is it could be you have too much sugar. Uh, it's because, you know, things get static when you sleep. And so, unfortunately, you could have growth of bacteria. But another issue is is I think you make bacteria in your mouth, so you swallow it, and then it colonizes your GI tract. Now, mind you, many of them might get killed by the time they get to the stomach, of course, but I think the bacteria that you have in your mouth sometimes plays a role. You have good bacteria, and then you have the bad bacteria. We don't want the bad bacteria. That's why we brush our teeth. That's why we don't leave sugar on our teeth. That's why we don't leave food or plaque. But your mouth isn't sterile. Why not? Well, that's for a reason. Maybe it helps us with the resilience. Maybe it helps keep other bad bacteria out of the way. And so I don't like to be overly aggressive when it comes to killing that off, because I think there's a purpose. Just like the appendix. The appendix has a purpose. It's not a useless organ. It houses zillions of bacteria in its little tube, so that if it does need to squirt more bacteria into your microbiome, it can. So I've just been reluctant to do it. Then a couple years ago, there was a study saying how mouthwash might have a risk, might have a link to head and neck cancer. This study was published, um, the uh, Medical Journal of Oral Pathological, um, uh, well, it's Med Oral Patal Oral Circle Buckle, okay? I'm not going to go through the whole, uh, all, the, all of those meanings, but it's uh, published in the National Library of Medicine, and they looked at alcohol-based mouthwash as a risk factor for oral cancer, and they looked at multiple papers and studies and did a meta-analysis. And they are concerned that if you do have other risks for oral pharyngeal cancer, such as smoking, HPV, virus, um, maybe excessive reflux, those are things that could then possibly uh, augment if you use mouthwash. Well, now we have another study looking at mouthwashes saying that they might raise your blood pressure and they might raise your risk of diabetes. All right, this is all, and and I know many of you are saying, well, don't we need good dental health 
to minimize our diabetes, minimize our heart risk, you do need dental health. But that's not just swishing and spitting something. Dental health means you brush your teeth, your dental floss, your water pick, you get regular dental checkups. That's so it's not just a lot of you will swish and be I'm good. So a quarter of the population uses mouthwash and research has found that it does it could raise your blood pressure and it could affect your diabetes prognosis. So you know I think again it has to do with our gut microbiome. I think when we alter what's in our mouth it alters what goes into our gut. So there was a 2019 study at the University of Puerto Rico that found that people who used mouthwash twice a day had more than a greater risk of having high blood pressure compared to people who didn't. And then a study in 2017 with the same Puerto Rican-based research group found that overweight people using over-the-counter mouthwash at least twice a day had a 50% increased risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Daily Mail is reporting that the researchers said killing these key mouth bacteria reduces the body's ability to take to make nitric acid. Nitric acid prevents the effective breakdown of blood sugar, causing dangerous blood sugar spikes that could lead to diabetes. Now, I know some of you are like, holy crap, <laughs> Do you have family members with diabetes that use mouthwash. Doesn't mean the mouthwash caused the diabetes. Most likely, if you have diabetes, there were other risk factors. But maybe we need to just rethink the whole mouthwash thing. You know, and I've said this before. Don't let a commercial showing two people wanting to kiss, you know, and do lovey-dovey first thing in the morning, but they can't because they have bad breath, steer your dental and your oral health. Have your dentist steer it. Have your medical provider. You know, family doctors know some dental health, too. And talk to them about the mouthwashes. Talk to them. You know, I think scope, it tastes good. It's green. I don't like Listerine. Listerine scares me when I drink it. And mind you, Listerine has some, you know, fantastic, you know, products. It just, for me, I just, I, I just didn't like it. Oh, and so I, I brush my teeth now about three, four times a day. After I eat, I brush my teeth. You don't want to brush your teeth right after having anything acidic, but I swish, I drink water, and then I want to get rid of the food in my teeth. Also, I'm at an age now where I got bigger gaps in my teeth, so I more frequently have food in my teeth. But mouthwash, it still may have a role, but don't let a commercial decide that role. Let your medical provider Discuss that role. Let your dentist, oral surgeon discuss that role because there can be side effects. And we do need to rethink about what we're doing when it comes to our dental health. Um, you know, uh, you know, bad breath. People always ask, you know, what causes that? Well, a big part of it could be reflux. If you have bad breath in the morning, that might not be just your, the bacteria on your teeth and the slime. It could also be that you have been burping and have acid reflux stomach contents and acid as foul as can be so maybe you need to address the acid reflux maybe raise the bed 45 degrees if your provider wants you on something to minimize the acid such as a proton pump inhibitor although i don't like people using them long term that might also help um not eating heavy meals fatty meals sugary meals alcohol will give you bad breath the next day so you know think about what is really really good for your teeth what's really good for your gut and then make a decision with your provider about the uh, mouthwash 1877.dolly don't go away well, the home in the six.
addictions can sneak up on us and come in many forms, whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, video games, porn, or something less obvious, such as food, internet, or shopping. Addiction can seem innocent at first and then evolve into an insurmountable evil. In our book, Addiction Basics, Caitlin Kalikas and I dive into the common addictions and provide tips for identifying and preventing these before they sneak in and take over our lives. Addiction Basics can be found on Amazon or on my website, drdalia.com. Check it out. Dr. Dahlia here. Are you tired, gaining weight, burned out, stressed out? Well, how's your dopamine doing? Not sure? Then check out our book, Deploying Dopamine. How you feel right now, how you will feel an hour from now, how you will feel next week is completely reliant on our dopamine. Christian Kalikas and I created Deploying Dopamine, a book that tells you what dopamine is, when it dysfunctions, and how to successfully deploy dopamine when needed. So find Deploying Dopamine on Amazon or drdalia.com today. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. You should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. 
All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Show. Thank you all for tuning in. One eight seven seven Dakadali. One eight seven seven D O C D A L I. Big thanks to Genesis Communications Network for making the show happen. Big thanks to Jason, our producer. Big thanks to you all for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Dr. Dahlia and on Facebook, the Dr. Dahlia Show. All right. So it's getting to be kind of a mess, and I think we need to have an honest conversation about merit-based hiring versus race-based hiring versus excluding people if they're one demographic or not. And I think employers and schools, academic institutions, this has become an absolute mess. And I think we just need to have an honest conversation, right? Being devil's advocate, talking about both sides. So the latest headline is the American Psychological Association says merit-based hiring is unfair and discriminatory. Now we'll talk about what they said and what they where where they um stand on this. And I think employers are very confused with what's been going on. And I think society is going in the wrong direction with it when it, there's probably an easier way to manage it. So what's been happening and I'm hearing this time and time again and we're seeing it is to overcome some of the back the previous atrocities that were done in terms of hiring and in terms of discrimination many employers are being very open about how we only want minorities we only want women that's who we're looking for it's we have to be diverse and so the messaging is if you're white male don't apply and it's starting to it's i think we're going in the wrong direction when there's a better way to include diversity. So one option, one thing that has been brought up time and time again when it comes to academics, when it comes to jobs, is merit. If somebody could do the job, it doesn't matter if they're a woman, if they're a man, if they're cis, trans, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Middle Eastern, if they could do the job, you hire them. Right? Be colorblind, be race blind, so you're as undiscriminatory as possible. But psychologists as well as other other uh, public officials are saying, but that's even more racist. 
because certain people cannot get the, you know, be able to reach the merit that other demographics can. Now, I'm going to be honest, as a medical student myself, as a female, um, I had to support myself. You know, I moved out when I was 18. I had to support myself. I had to work multiple part-time jobs. So, yeah, I wasn't in the library studying, getting A plus, A plus, A plus. I got A's, maybe some B pluses, but I had to run to work. So I, I know, you know, because I had to work, I didn't really have the grades or all the extracurricular activities that could allow me to then apply to Ivy League. Now, thank God, I'm glad I went to UNR, and then I did my last year at UCLA. I think that worked out for the best, but when you have two students where one, they don't have to work, they don't have to support themselves, all they have to do is study, they could afford test prep courses like Kaplan, etc., then all right, they might be able to then look better on paper than somebody like me that couldn't afford a test prep class and had to work. So I get that having money, having extra resources could make your merit look stronger. But then maybe what we need to do is not base it on an SAT. Now, I didn't take an SAT prep class. I couldn't afford it. I, had, I remember talking to my parents about it. They're like, what do you mean? You're, we're going to pay extra to prep? Just study. You have the books, study on your own. And I did. And I got a 1450. I didn't need that. You know, um, but you, know, you do have individuals that don't need to have all these extra resources. They could still do well. You know, but how do you know? When an employer looks at a resume and all you see is a board score, all you see is an SAT. All you see is, wow, they did hours upon hours and hours of community service. Well, if I see somebody did hours upon hours of community service, I mean, I waited tables when I was in medical school, so I didn't have as much community service. I then think, well, maybe this person didn't work because they didn't have to work. So what I noticed some schools have been doing, which I support, is they go, look, Put your work experience. If you worked while going to medical school, most don't anymore, but you know, if you did, you know, what I did, where I got the grades I got while waiting tables and I got the board scores I got, that's a pretty merit. That's pretty meritful. Even if my scores were not as high as others. But we're, we're having a problem figuring out who knows what. We don't want to hire somebody. For superficial reasons. Well, they're related to somebody else. Or they're a girl. Uh, or they're Latino. We, we want to hire somebody and give them the credit. When, when a Latino gets hired or a woman gets hired or a black individual gets hired or a white gets hired, they want to know that they got the job because they you know, of what they did, that, that they are perfect for that job. Now, the last thing I wanted is anybody to think I got into medical school because I was a girl. I got into medical school because I busted my butt. I did research, volunteer work. I worked. I got good grades. I don't want people thinking it was all because of affirmative action or because I was a girl. So employers and schools are struggling with this. So we need to come up with a way where, look, you could do the job. One thing I suggested to a medical school is have a... 
pretend patient. When you're interviewing a student, because you want to see what their bedside manner is, you want to see some of their basic knowledge, just to see how they would flow with the patient. Why don't you do that as part of an interview? And I thought that would be great. This way you don't have the board scores. You don't have the, you know, you, you can actually look at what they do as opposed to something that might have been beefed up. Same thing with letters of recommendation. These letters of recommendation are kind of ridiculous because you get somebody who likes you to write a letter. We need to see the letters from the teachers who hated you or the employers that hated you. Those are the letters. What did you not like about them? Well, they sexually harassed other coworkers. Okay, it's good to know. But if you have a, a, a an employer that really didn't like you much, and they still gave you a good review, that kind of, you know, that's worth something. So I think we need to come up with different metrics. The American Psychological Association is saying that socioeconomic disparities should be the focus when seeking potential employees. They conducted five experiments where participants were given background information about the two types of candidates, revealing those who learned about merit-based hiring perceived it as less fair. So, but the thing is, is when you just blanketly say, we're only going to take applicants from this side of the city or from this part of the country, okay, that might be very, very nice, but employers need to know that a person is trained, can do the job. And, And we're starting to, again, miss the boat, miss the the point of hiring the best person for the job. Doesn't mean they're rich. It doesn't mean they had all the prep courses. It doesn't mean they were the most um, socioeconomically sidelined and, you know, we need to give them help. What it means is, can you do the job? Do you want to do the job? Will you, you know, uh, stick with the job? I know many Caucasians, wealthy people where they... You know, they don't have the they don't have the skills. And so so to think well, what we're going to do is we're going to only pick one demographic or another because it'll we uh it's it it doesn't the employers are going to push back. OK. And if they end up hiring, not with with lack of merit being involved and then individuals don't do well, now it's going to worsen discrimination against those individuals. The last thing we want is an employer to say, look, if I hire anybody from the South Side, they're not going to work out. It's individual. How do we get the individuality? The average person does not want to be identified as whether they have a vagina or not, or the color of their skin. Okay, Bobby wants to be identified as Bobby. Jill wants to be Jill. Pat as Pat. And and we're we're being asked to group everybody so that we give them advantages or disadvantages, and it's I think it's a mess. So the American Psychological Association is not completely wrong because if somebody can afford prep classes and can afford to not work and to have all this extra time, you know, uh, uh, in in terms of training, yeah, they're going to be at an advantage. But that doesn't mean you completely ignore them. It doesn't mean you discriminate when you hire. So I think what we need to do is understand and look at and have qualifications that need to be met. You know, if if you can't be a doctor unless you work with patients. What eight seven seven Doc Dolly.
February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. USA News Update. Ohio Republican Senate candidate Bernie Moreno told Fox News Digital that Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas should absolutely be impeached for failing to stop the record number of illegal immigrants coming into the United States. The heads of the world's leading social media companies testifying before the Senate Judiciary Committee on Wednesday facing an angry group of lawmakers whose apparent patience with the risks to young people posed by those platforms appears to have run out. Three people were killed, nine others injured when a privately owned hangar that was under construction in Boise, Idaho, collapsed on airport property. That collapse of the metal structure happened on the edge of Boise Airport's airfield around 5 p.m., and the investigation into what caused it is underway. Corey Myers, USA News. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. 
are back on the Dr. Dolly Show. Thank you all for tuning in. one 877 doc dolly one docdali So shelves are just loaded with all sorts of energy supplements. And not only do we have a huge energy drink market, but you have the little five-hour energy, the energy boost, the vitamins with energy, the superpower, and kids can have access to these. I was at a uh, 7-Eleven. This was in State Line, Lake Tahoe, on the California side. And I'm um and I knew it was California side because when she asked me do I like a bag and then I was like oh wait we got to pay for that huh you go yeah you got to pay for the bag <laughs> so I like to buy things on the Nevada side yeah, you wonder why Nevada's like you know please keep California to California because last thing we want to do is start paying for bags and all the other things but you know I was looking at um I don't know I was with a friend of mine and and we were in a part of the we were just looking at things that oh I know he wanted toothpaste and. And we were looking at all these energy supplements, and they're scary. Now, because I've always said an energy drink, okay, if you drink it slow and sip it like you would a cup of coffee, many energy drinks have less caffeine than a cup of coffee. But the why energy drinks can be bad for you and can cause abnormal heart rhythms is because people down the drink in two gulps. Well, rather than gaining your 80 milligrams of caffeine slowly by sipping the coffee over an hour or two, you're getting it in two minutes. So, yeah, you can raise your heart rate and put yourself, you know, into an abnormal heart rhythm. Well, we have another study saying that high caffeine drinks have been linked to ADHD, anxiety and depression, as well as other mental health issues in kids. According to Fox News, energy drinks could pose a risk to young brains. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. Now, these findings come from a review by FUSE, the Center for Translational Research and Public Health at Teesside University and Newcastle University in the UK. Their study was published in the journal Public Health. Researchers looked at data from 57 studies of over 1.2 million children and young people from more than 21 countries who consumed energy drinks. The researchers conducted this review as a follow-up of an initial review back in 2016. And they said, we have found an even greater list of mental and physical health outcomes associated with children and young people consuming energy drinks. It's according to lead author Amelia Lake. She said, we repeated the review only to find an ever-growing evidence space that suggests the consumption of these drinks is associated with negative health outcomes. Now, some energy drinks might only have 50 milligrams of caffeine. Some, though, may have up to 505 milligrams per serving. Coffee has, on average, about 90 milligrams, 80 to 90. Tea, about 50 milligrams. Soda, 34 milligrams. And so people go for, like, the sugar-free Red Bull because they don't want the sugar of Mountain Dew. They like the taste. They like the size. The way it, If you notice, these energy drinks are not as large. Some of them are not the same size as a soda can. They're smaller, so you could grip it easier. I got to tell you, the, the marketing behind and the psychology behind the marketing is fascinating. I love marketing. I'm in marketing. And so I, I just find that, that whole mix of psychology and marketing just fascinating. But, uh, you know, one thing we need to talk about is 
who, you know, is which came first, the chicken or the egg? Is the person drinking energy drinks becoming ill from the caffeine? Or is the person that is requiring to chug an energy drink having issues? So, I mean, when I was a kid, the reason why I never was a coffee drinker is because I didn't need coffee. When I got out of bed, I couldn't wait to go to school. I hated living at home. I hated my family. So I uh, couldn't wait. I couldn't get in trouble. Couldn't get spanked. Couldn't get, you know, whipped. So I couldn't wait to get to school. If school was earlier in the day, I would be there. I would race out of the house. Couldn't wait to go to school. So I had energy. Why? Because I was motivated. Because I love school. Now, if you have a child that goes, oh, no, no, they're mean to me, and oh, I hate school, and no, and the parents are like, you go or you get a whooping, for them to motivate themselves, they might be reaching for a caffeine drink. What if you have a child that's obese and has sleep apnea, so they're not breathing well in their sleep, so when they wake up, they're like, oh, man, I'm tired. So, well, yeah, if you're not sleeping well at night, you know, what if you were up all night with your smartphone or on a tablet or played video games? That's going to cause depression and anxiety. So why do these kids need the energy drinks? That's what I want to know. Is it because they're not sleeping? Is it because they hate school? Is it because they have low thyroid? Is it that they're trying to treat a mental health condition that might be making them suicidal so they feel better on an energy drink? So these are the things that need to be figured out. Because there's better tasting things out there. But I also see it's the culture. I watch that show Below Deck, and you see them order tons of sugar-free energy drinks to get them through their shifts. You know, I would never think that you need to take something to get through your shift. Now, when I grew up, unfortunately, they stigmatized ADHD. So if you had to take ADHD medication, something was wrong with you. Now we have a much more embraceive approach to people who need um, accommodations or need medications to help them function through certain things. But, you know, that has to be diagnosed. If you have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, you shouldn't be treating that with energy drinks. If you don't like your job, does that mean you have attention deficit? If I don't like my job, I'm not going to focus. So, you know, Aaron Polinsky Wade, a New Jersey-based registered dietitian not involved in the research, says energy drinks are not a safe choice for children. No safe guidelines have been established for caffeine consumption and those under the age of 18. Now, caffeine, right, when you drink caffeine at, let's say, 7, 8 in the morning, When do you feel like your caffeine wears off? About two. By two, you might start getting kind of tired. Caffeine has a half-life of six to eight hours. So it takes a while to leave your system. But unfortunately, when people feel that fatigue that sets in at two, they hit another energy drink. Well, then if it's in the system and it's cumulative, now you have extra caffeine still in your system when it's bedtime and now you can't sleep. So you, you see there, there's a process we need to kind of look at and we need to be a little better at. 
But kids will mimic their parents. And if their parents are like, I can't do anything without my Red Bull or I can't do anything without my coffee, kids will mimic that. I remember when I was little and I was yelling at my mom, begging my mom, I want to try coffee. And I and she wouldn't let me. And so I started crying. And then she finally said, you know what? Fine. You want to try coffee? Because she would drink coffee black. I, it was the most disgusting thing. And then I didn't want to try it anymore. And you could see she was like, I could have done that earlier and stopped the whole 10-minute temper tantrum. I was only three, but I really wanted to try coffee at the time. Yeah, I mean, she had threatened to whoop me, but then she's like, you know what, let me just have her sip some coffee. It's cool. It's it's now not hot. She'll think it tastes like crap. And and she was right. So ever since then, I haven't liked coffee. And so, you know, with kids, maybe that's what you have to do. Go look. This is this is what you know it tastes like. Find the worst tasting drink ever. Let them taste it and go. You see, you really want to drink that? No, <laughs> I'll pass. But for those of you whose kids are, you know, hooked on caffeine and Jolt gum and all sorts of other things, uh, understand that it could really mess with their hearts. They could have a lifelong heart condition. One eight seven seven Doc Dolly. Don't go away. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Fantasy football season is coming, but sadly, too many of you are taking the bench while the country takes part in one of the most exciting and lucrative industries out there. Don't know how to play, huh? Well, huddle up and listen. Sports analyst Paul Kalikas and I have written a fantasy football pocket guide for beginners. This book walks you through the basics and shows you how simple and lucrative joining and creating a fantasy football team can be. Read our fantasy football pocket guide for beginners found on Amazon or follow the links on Twitter and Facebook. That's fantasy football pocket guide for beginners. It's time you get into the action. Dr. Dahlia here. Are you tired, gaining weight, burned out, stressed out? Well, how's your dopamine doing? Not sure? Then check out our book, Deploying Dopamine. How you feel right now, how you will feel an hour from now, how you will feel next week is completely reliant on our dopamine. Christian Kalikas and I created Deploying Dopamine, a book that tells you what dopamine is, when it dysfunctions, and how to successfully deploy dopamine when needed. So find Deploying Dopamine on Amazon or drdalia.com today. 
Radio? Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. <clears throat> okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Dr. Dolly, your show. Thank you all for tuning in. 1 877 Doc Dolly, 1 877 D O C D A L I. So it was nice to see Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin up and about. He did hold a press conference um, and in which he publicly apologized for not taking telling President Joe Biden and the public about his prostate cancer diagnosis and his subsequent hospitalization, which has drawn a lot of debate. Some people say, look, let the man have privacy, let him do what he needs to. Others are saying, well, I, wait, you know, in any other field, military, whatever, if you are un." 
um, if you're absent and unable to fulfill your duties, you notify the chain of command so somebody can fulfill your duties. So I, I see the debate. I see that. Austin, uh, uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, said, I should have told the president about my cancer diagnosis. I should have also told my team and the American public, and I take full responsibility. Now, the Pentagon allegedly took three days to inform the White House that Austin had been hospitalized after complications arose from surgery to treat his prostate cancer the month prior. So he apologized for not telling President Joe Biden and the public, and he said, we did not handle this right, and I did not handle this right. I should have told the president about my cancer diagnosis. I should have also told my team and the American public, and I take full responsibility. I apologize to my teammates and to the American people. Now, I think something something's not right with, it, with all of this. I, the defense secretary, Lord Austin, he is a pretty... I mean, he is a well-decorated, educated, um, um, very highly talented individual. Uh, I'm wondering if he did. And it was the Biden administration that was like, Joe won't even understand what you're telling him anyway. Whatever. I, I almost, I'm getting the feeling that he's taken the fall for this. I really just don't believe that... The U.S. Secretary of Defense tried to call out sick without telling anybody. In fact, when people in the press said, we're asking, are you going to fire your chief of staff? Your chief of staff should have notified the president. Are they going to be fired? The look I saw on his face was to me, if I had to put money on it, was it wasn't her fault. Yeah, the, she's going to take the fall for this now. See, it's one thing for you to stand up there and say, okay, you know, it's on me, it's on me. Well, people are saying, well, then if you didn't notify, then it's your, it's your chief of staff's fault. It's your team's fault. So he immediately tried to say it wasn't the team. Obviously, the team knew something was going on. I think that what happened is maybe it was Biden's press room. or Maybe they were like, you know what, it's around Christmas time. He's having some, who cares? Nobody's even watching. Everybody's all worried about Roe v. Wade and transgender and sports issues. So nobody really cares about foreign policy. Let's just move on. And here's now... I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for the defense secretary. I just don't think it was him who said, look, everybody, let's just keep this quiet. I want to save my job. I, I just I'm just not buying that that's what's going on, because obviously somebody would know you're absent. So you know, everybody covers for the president. Everyone is covering for the president. So which is an easier message that Biden knew, didn't go and check on him, didn't inform the public, didn't have a transparent plan on what to do if the secretary of defense was out of commission? Or is it easier to say, yeah, Lloyd Austin forgot to tell everybody that he was out sick. So I tell you guys, I ju- I'm just not buying it. 
And I think they're going to make him take the rap for this. And now as chief of staff, and that's, you know, Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks assumed his duties on January 2nd after he was transferred to critical care unit ICU for several days. Austin then was rele- resumed his authority on January 5th and then was released from the hospital 10 days later. So you're telling me if Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks was writing emails and answering that, you know, nobody, nobody questioned, well, wait a second, why is it you? Where's Lloyd Austin? You see, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. And everybody, I don't want to see Lloyd Austin lose his job over having prostate cancer and having to be, he's, he's gone through enough. Now, if he's not doing his job, that's one thing. But I, I think people were, no, you know, it was um, made apparent and the executive branch did nothing. So for people saying, well, nobody knew, obviously somebody knew because apparently Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks assumed duties. So we have, um, someone's going to take the fall. You know, when Kamala Harris was told, was um, when it was reported that she was going to be in charge of the border, that to me was them saying, we're not going to do anything with the border. And poor Kamala Harris, in her defense, I mean, if somebody told me, Dr. Dahlia, you're in charge of the border, you're now border czar. I'm like, great. Book me a flight so I could get there this afternoon. I'd get down there. I'd meet with anybody and everybody that's involved with the border. Say, guys, give me a list of what you need. I'm going to take this list back to the president and get as much of it, as, if not all of it. Because you guys are protecting America's soil and protecting our border. Now, they, that's why she didn't go down there. It's not that she was sleeping. They didn't want her to. They go, well, we're just going to do that in name. So this administration has a lot of explaining to do. Uh, good news, though. Speaking of prostate cancer, cycling has been found to reduce prostate cancer risk by 35%. A new study has found that men could significantly lower their chances of developing prostate cancer if they swam more, jogged more, or cycled. Men who increased their fitness by 3% in a year were found to be 35% less likely to develop prostate cancer. Now, this was... Um, uh, published in British Journal British Journal of Sports Medicine. It was performed by the Swedish School of Sport and Health Sciences, published January 30th, and looked at data from 57,600 men. They looked at cardiorespiratory fitness tests, physical activity levels, BMI, lifestyle, perceived health, looked at amount of oxygen the body used when they exercise. Now, in that follow-up, it's seven years, of that 57,000 men, 592 got prostate cancer and 46 died. But they found that those whose fitness had increased 3% annually were 35% less likely to develop the cancer. Now, we've talked about cycling, sexual health, prostate health, act, you know, exercise, uh, reducing obesity. Uh, now, there are some things that sadly increase one's risk of prostate cancer, such as truck driving. Firefighters have increased prostate cancer risk. Is it because of the chemicals, the asbestos, the smoke, or is it because of the vibrations? We think the vibrations of trucks, the vibrations might um, be causing issues with the prostate. So, you know, prostate cancer, you know, sadly affects tens of thousands, actually hundreds of thousands. Uh, We're going to get 288,000 new cases of prostate cancer this year. Sadly, 34,700 may die. 
So we want to make sure that you are talking to your medical provider about your risk factors. Now, if you have a family history of a first-degree relative, if you're African-American or black, you could be at higher risk. Do not wait till 50. Start at 45, even age 40, for men at higher risk. That's according to the American Cancer Society. The U.S. Preventative Services Task Force, back in 2018, recommends that men 55 to 18 make an individual decision. For the love of God, don't wait till you're 55, especially if you're black. Please talk to your doctor early on about this. one 877 If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com.